Now, uh, welcome to the Sex Sells Podcast. This is where we, uh, where I'm a comedian and I talk to a someone who's much more qualified <laughs> to talk about these issues, about all things gender, sex related, mm-hmm. and dating. And today we are going to talk about porn. Woo! <laughs> I'm excited. It's definitely a subject I have a lot of uh, <laughs> experience. experience in as a, as a viewer. <laughs> That's good. Not as a performer, unfortunately. <laughs> not yet. So anyway. not, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> I think we'll keep it that way. Um, so this was your idea to, to talk about. So tell me why uh, you want to talk about something like pornography and, and what it's doing yeah. to society. Yeah, well, I guess two things. Firstly, I'm constantly getting asked all the time about what my opinion is on porn use, especially porn use in relationships. Mm. And it seems to be a very like frequent, I guess, issue um, that comes up in relationships. Um, And I guess the reason it's been on my mind lately is all this kind of um, the viral videos that have gone out um, about Pornhub and this kind of... Underage girls being used in the videos without, yeah. Yeah, there's a huge controversy of that um website in particular so pretty much it was yeah it was about that that there's Mm. a lot of child porn on there it's not monitored there's a lot of literal rape scenes not recreated rape scenes um and that women that have had revenge porn put up have been contacting Pornhub and they wouldn't respond or remove the videos um so a lot of people are saying boycott Pornhub and switch to, you know, ethical porn websites. Yeah, I uh, I heard about that. I saw that on social mm. media and that's terrible if it's happening. Yeah. I can imagine Pornhub's just gotten too big. <laughs> it to is. To be able to control because yeah. if they've allowed anyone to upload a video yeah, and their verification process is easy because mm-hmm. those sites, those free sites were always... They were just YouTubes of porn where anyone had access to Mm -hmm. upload but also to view. Mm. So from Pornhub's perspective, well, then they'd be committing a crime, wouldn't they? Well, they are um, accidentally. But like you said, there's no way that they can can view. And I think that it was 5.5 billion hours of porn was watched in one year alone. (laughs) One of the statistics that to this day is just so shocking is that 90% 90% of internet usage and sites are porn. Yeah. And for every standard God. website, there's like 10 pornography sites or something like that. Um, mm. So it's it's wildly accessible and, and addictive and great to use for most people and, and exciting. But I think that – and we are kind of becoming more aware that everyone knows porn isn't that great for you but i don't think people can actually recognizing how bad it is but Mm. i guess even just the industry itself can sometimes be you know i'm always pro the sex life industries we've talked about and i would never you know shame porn stars or sex workers or anything like that um but we we talked about once i think um mia khalifa and she's the most she's the second most like looked up porn star in Australia, um, second to Kim Kardashian's video. Really? Yeah, that was the most... Surprising. In terms of like specifically searching for a person, it was... Not Riley Reid. She was like seventh or eighth. Really? Yeah. So it was Kim and then it was Mia Khalifa. And what's really interesting about Mia Khalifa is that she only made porn for three months. That was it. She became such a meme because of... Was it because of the Muslim thing? Because she did it in a hijab yeah. and then there was all that controversy. Yeah. And she was only 21 at the time. And it was one of those things that well, she's saying now that she was, you know, coerced into. But to think that, you know, still in this, um, in in this year, she's the second most um, searched porn star. But that happened so many years ago where she, for three month period when she was 21 years ago, and she only made a total of $12,000. Which is wild, oh, yeah. Wow. Now, I do feel for her because she was young and mm. and she made those uh, decisions that now she mm. regrets. But 
if you're 21, if, if she hasn't been exploited at 21, you're an adult. Yes, but the interesting thing is she's saying, I absolutely was exploited. And okay. I think that there's a lot of studies that show that people that enter the porn industry, in particular females, are much more likely to have pretty severe mental health conditions or to have been experiences uh, uh, experienced sexual abuse themselves. Um, and not saying that porn producers need to be monitoring it because, like you said, it's an adult and it's, it's mostly... Um, consensual Hmm. but um they're consenting to have these things filmed and edited and putting themselves out there but it's just the matter of watching porn has become a reference for sex i guess okay so before we get to that because i definitely want to talk about that Mm. when she says she was exploited or just exploitation in the Mm. porn industry in general how would you define exploitation is it uh a producer using a girl who he knows has mental issues and convincing her to do something she otherwise wouldn't have done because then that opens a really interesting can mm-hmm. of worms. Can people with mental issues, are they, do they not have agency? You know, yeah. it is a... Because it's a lose-lose either way. You can't prevent people from mental health issues from having employment. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when I haven't... Mm-hmm. Um, I've only seen a few articles about her situation, but mm. when she says she was exploited, what was the exploitation specifically? It's a good question that I don't actually know what it was. She just frequently saying it was exploitation of her vulnerability in her youth and being pressured and feeling that in one of her interviews, she said that obviously she knows that she can say no and mm. she was given opportunities to say no. But as you know, a young girl it's it's hard to sit in a room with four middle-aged men and say no I don't want to do that um and that's not necessarily exploitation but maybe in in some eyes it is an interesting show I think it's on Netflix it's called Hot Girls Wanted I've seen that one, yeah, yeah I love that one and it's like a documentary about I don't know how many like four or six girls that go into like the porn industry and and what it's like for them and pretty much all of them had like run away from home and had like terrible home life and then mm. they get lured in with the money it's the uh, money and it's the girls that hadn't had money and then they've been say if you do this video it's five thousand dollars cash yeah um and then they would get to the video shoots and then there was one girl i don't know if you remember and she went to the shoot not knowing what it was about and she was made to do like really horrifically violent acts and eating her own vomit and things like that um, which she didn't know about but it kind of was almost in her perspective too late Um, and she was only like 18 or 19 so yeah yeah. well when there are issues about how legal the industry is Mm. it's hard to regulate it yeah and we can't regulate the ages of who's accessing it no, but the UK is trying to do that right now. Yeah. They've got a porn ban that for, uh, I think it's just across the board, there's a porn ban. Or it might just be for people under the age of eight. Sorry, no, I think it's just for people under the age of 18. Wow. And the counter argument is, well, How? teenage boys in particular are so perceptive yeah. of the internet, they're going to find yeah. a way to access it. Yeah. And they might now find a much darker yeah illegal porn that will become the norm the dark net yeah but the positive is also well there's just way too much free access for young yeah boys and girls Mm. and it's detrimental and we're getting younger and younger so i think it was like uh used to be 90 percent of boys from the age of like 15 or 16 had viewed porn and it was 60 percent for girls and the percentages are the same, but now it's not 15 or 16. It's like 9 and 10. Um, yeah. 13 is like kind of like the peak of when it, it begins. So imagine that like as a 13-year-old, most boys used to be Googling boobs or cleavage. like, And now it's straight out porn. Yeah. No, because yeah. even with people my age, we had all those sites yeah. were around. Mm. So I remember from when i was about 12 really yeah wow. i was i was watching it 
<laughs> yeah. And of course, I look back now and I yeah. think I shouldn't have done that. But when you're 12, <laughs> you don't know. You can't make those kind of executive decisions. It's like, oh, this isn't going to be good for my health. No. Yeah. And that obviously it felt so good. You know, yeah. you're 12, you can yeah. hardly talk to a girl. So yeah. you're getting this uh, fantasy fulfilled. Mm. And parents weren't necessarily aware of the free video porn content. No. Now, they would know about alcohol and drugs, mm. and so they'd have strategies in place to prevent kids from using those substances. But porn is still a pretty new phenomenon. As, mm-hmm. Well, there would have been the magazines and mm. whatever, but free video porn mm-hmm. is a very, very new phenomenon. So mm. we're still working out how we perceive it as a society and how to regulate it, yeah. how to prevent things like exploitation. You know, I think even the the most passionate porn viewer would also be upset at the fact that some of those girls feel like they're being exploited. I don't think when men are watching porn, they're like they're necessarily dehumanizing the people that are in mm. the video. It, de- it depends, but mm. well, as someone who I don't anymore, but who viewed porn, um, I'm horrified at that. I, I don't want any. I want it to be a voluntary transaction where... Uh, well, this is the thing is the, that porn always comes across like it is voluntary. Like it, yeah. It's like, look how much she's enjoying it. She's screaming. She's shrieking. Like that's... And those sounds actually make us, you know, feel... Uh, it releases endorphins. It releases adrenaline, especially in men, just hearing like... Yeah. Um, the sounds of female copulation and, and moaning and things like that. So it's not like you're not going to be thinking, oh, she's being, you know, degraded and things like that. Even sure. if she was, you know, being choked and, and slapped and things like that, you're still thinking it's okay because she's enjoying it. I'm not saying that those things, I guess, aren't okay. Um, people are, you know, different different strokes with different folks. It's sure. Whatever's, um you're into is fine, but... It's this the we're not so in tune with, I think, watching it from a young age, we, we, we developed that idea that this is what is the norm for sex and also the impact that it has on our brain and the long-term impact of porn use is so, so detrimental that I think that porn isn't really talked about that much with youth at all. Yeah, yeah well, it's... Mm. It's not exactly a drug, but that dopamine hit exactly. can be very, very addictive. Yeah. And it can be used as a stress reliever yeah. and all sorts of uh, bad things yes. accompany it. Now, mm. <clears throat> hindsight is great. And I <laughs> wish I didn't, you know, spend half my teenage years mm. playing video games and watching porn, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> and as I got older, I realized, look, this isn't a particularly virtuous and mm. fulfilling way to li- live my life. But for some young boys, it's uh, it's an escape. Yeah, it's I could I could imagine the boys who are doing really well with with girls and are enjoying their teenage years probably aren't looking at porn as much. Yeah. Now I don't know that for a fact. That's just a that's just a guess there. So how do we then if if uh, if a girl is if it is rough sex mm. and mm and the girl is more submissive, mm. what do you do if you're a viewer or if you're just someone who is uh, wary of how consensual the yeah. video may have been? What do you? What can we do? Yeah, so I guess it's probably better to, like, get into the solutions, like maybe at, at the end, but sure. I would say definitely you, there are ethical porn um, there's ethical porn websites that you can view where it's more so focused on um, authentic pleasure uh, because the stat was particularly in Australia. So Australia is actually one of the massive porn um, consuming country. We're ranked, I saw two different studies. One said we're ranked seventh, um, seventh highest and one said ninth highest. Either way, considering we don't have that many people compared to other countries. That's massive. Like, oh, well, so this isn't per capita? No. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. For, relative to our population. We're that's, in the that's, top 10. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah. Wow. So, 
sure it's not perg? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. So um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> then we must be number one. Perker. Lots of lots of porn use in Australia. Um, and eighty eight percent of the most popular porn is porn that is considered violent or domineering. So that that's a lot. That's almost nine out of ten porn videos that are consumed that are considered like the top porn videos are going to be uh-huh. what people would consider like violent and, and and degrading. So that's what we are kind of, you know, Pavlovian theory. We're teaching ourselves that we're rewarding ourselves to those images. Um, and like you said before, it's the initial dopamine l- release happens when we view porn and, you know, we have a yeah. hunt to gather a brain and we would, we view more people in porn than our ancestors a hundred thousand years ago would have viewed in their lifetime. Of course. And it's that constant when we have, especially men in particular, when we've given the opportunity to be faced with a potential mate, we're releasing dopamine, dopamine, dopamine. And our brain can't recognize this as a person on the computer. This isn't real. It's still like a potential sex mate, potential sex mate. And once we release that dopamine, then we release oxytocin, um, and endorphins. So, so we, physiologically, yeah. it's as though we've actually slept yeah. with someone. Yep. Um, and then afterwards, you know, after you've ejaculated or orgasmed, you have serotonin release where you feel like relaxed and like something. And that's the <laughs> that's chemical <true>. that usually <laughs> bonds us to our partner. Um, and because yeah. that's happening with computer screens, what they're finding now is that there's oh, actually oh, a lot of research that shows that we lose interest in the opposite sex in real life. Oh, um, I thought you were going to say we bond with our computer screen, <laughs> which we, <laughs> in many ways we do. Yeah, but it, you you actually do because with the that reward system being um, so spiked consistently, it's such an easy way. To, it's it is the same impact as using drugs, yeah. but we don't have the physical constraints of you know, and it, it's not going to socially kill us like it might if you become a heroin addict, you lose your job, you lose your family. Like you can do this and maintain the normalcy of life. So just uh, I have a, a, quite a bit of skepticism of that general mm. idea that this sort of domineering porn can be dangerous for the views men have yeah. towards women because I make the parallel to the violent video game argument mm. where a lot of people will say, Boys are playing all these video games where they're shooting, killing, mm. really violent acts. That doesn't mean they're going out and, no. and doing that. Yeah. And and similarly, I, I don't know if a, if a 15-year-old is watching a porn video where uh, it is considered a, a, a sort of domineering mm. sexual act. Mm. I don't think he's then necessarily normalizing that in his head and mm-hmm. saying, well, the next time I'm with a girl, I'm going to, I'm going to do that. Now I, I, I don't, I don't know what the statistics are on it. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm skept. I'm, I, I don't, I don't really agree, agree with that yeah. hypothesis. Mm. Um, and the whole, uh, idea that this is normalizing, this is not what sex is really like and things mm. like that. Well, it if it's consensual, it can be. It can be like that. Yeah, absolutely. And for a lot of men, it does play into the fantasy where mm. they want to be quite dominant and yeah. they, uh, they want to take control. Mm-hmm. And if that is done very strictly consensually, mm. what is – is that necessarily a bad thing? Yeah, okay. That's a fair point. And – there are the studies about whether or not increases violence or aggression is it's it's correlating. So it's it like is? okay, yeah. So there is uh, research that shows that, but it's kind of like a it's not a cause effect. Yeah. It's correlation. So we have seen that people that are more, especially like teenage, eight, seventeen to twenty year olds, that are more aggressive, we can link that with pretty much all of them will have frequent or high porn use, but that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean porn use equals violence. But what the, I think it's the process of it, um, similar to like, you know, the drugs and alcohol is you start with soft porn. So you start with the images and you're Googling boobs as a kid. And then it's um, soft porn where it's just sex 
that you're looking at or like sexy scenes on TV and then you go into porn. And what happens with our brains is we get something called dopamine fatigue. Um, and that means that when we are releasing these happy chemicals um, from viewing these things, that eventually we're going to need a little bit more yeah. Um, yeah. to release so you need, that. You need the harder yeah. videos, you need something yeah. extreme. And that's when we start looking at um, more extreme videos. And for Australia, it's not – violent videos aren't actually in the top searches. The top three searches was lesbian, was like the way most popular by far, um, and then teen, and then um, stepmom. So <laughs> how cliche, Australia. <laughs> we well, can tell it's teenage boys looking at this stuff. Lesbian, well, they're only, they're, it's said that they don't count under 18 in the studies because they oh. can't. Yeah. So they're saying 18 to 24 year olds only accounts for 30% of porn use. So to think that 60% of Australian porn users are above 24 or 25 and above and are uh -huh. still looking at, you know, teens, um, that can be, that. well, that's a whole, that's a whole other um, thing. But pretty much it's that we do seem to be wanting to increase the frequency and the the shock value almost or the taboo-ness of what we're watching so we will we will look at things that can be a little bit more risky or a bit um dangerous or violent and we are seeing that that actually is brought into the bedroom and i am not at all against you know bdsm or dominance or submissive like i think those things are great if you're enjoying and, con and consenting to it but you know for our youth it can be um pretty scary as a teenage girl when someone when a boy is going to think she's going to love this and all of a sudden you know she's being choked and she didn't know that that was a thing during sex because teenage girls don't watch porn as much as men um, yeah. or boys um and i actually know a girl recently had gone on a date with a guy and I'm not just putting this down to porn, but she had him over for dinner and they hung out and they had their first kiss. And within 10 seconds, he slapped her across the face, like full slap. And what in public? No, she's oh, at, okay. they were at her home. And she was like, um, like, what? Yeah, but that's his, like, you don't... But he thought it was a sexy, like, kind of, like, uh, thing, but it was right seconds. up to their first yeah, kiss. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, that's just, that's a very small example, and I'm not trying to relate. This is what happens when you watch violent porn, but, you know, it's... it's I can see there would, I, I, it would be logical to think there would be some sort of correlation yeah, there. Yeah. I can't imagine a guy who would never watch porn would yeah. <laughs> have the uh, exactly. inclination to to want to do that so immediately, yeah. you know, no foreplay or anything. Like, yeah. Well, and we uh, talked about in our last podcast, like completely irrelevant to porn, we're talking about social media, but that um, like beauty standards change through like repeated exposure. And that's the same thing that happens with porn, that expectations yeah. and um, – and desires are changing through these repeated visualized um, stimuli that we're getting rewarded for by watching more obscure types of porn and that our brains make shortcuts in order to, you know, get that dopamine release. So then it's, we crave it. That's the easiest shortcut for our brain to make mm. is put these cravings in to watch it. Um, and the, the huge irony with this, with porn and what I would define as a, relatively sexually liberated society mm. compared to yesterday is that sex rates have dropped dramatically exactly. couples aren't yeah. having yeah. sex yeah. and there's this uh notion we had it when we were teenagers where you see online oh teenagers back in the day were so wholesome and pure whereas now they're all twerking and yeah. wearing nothing mm. and then even today which is 10 years later the teenagers i've seen on tiktok have that same idea mm. whereas no we had that same yeah. idea as well but statistically, boomers had the most casual sex. Mm -hmm. Gen X had a bit more, uh, mm -hmm. sorry, a bit less. Mm -hmm. And it's been declining. Yeah. And they're saying that, that that's due to porn. And that um, there's also a lot of studies that show that 
frequent um, porn use and ongoing porn use can show less satisfaction and less commitment in marriages. Um, so, the, yeah, desire for you even outside of porn, you're less likely to be approaching other women or desiring other women if you're addicted to porn. Um, but if you're not addicted, but just watching it frequently, your brain is still rewarding you for seeing new females constantly and, and giving that attention. So it can kind of be like this, it's this constant urge to um, stray from your relationship. Uh-huh. Um, Seek out the other. Yeah. 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 Because when porn, you can change girls every two seconds um, or, or, or men or whatever. You can't do that in whatever. real life. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> and the other um, impact that they're showing is, well, first of all, there's a, there's a term now called PIDE and it's like porn-induced erectile dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's saying that without that, you know, we don't get the same release of dopamine from having sex with your partner than you do when you've got that like f- changing of constant par- partners through using porn. So we can therefore impact mm. our sexual function. Um yeah. Yeah, and that's a huge and uh, yeah, adverse effect of Yeah, porn. and they're saying that they're seeing that now in 21-year-olds, like yeah. as young as 21, whereas erectile dysfunction wasn't very common before the age of 40 up until the last um, 10, 15 years since porn use has increased massively. Yeah. Yeah, and like porn in the 80s. I don't know if you've ever watched 80s porn. I had to at uni. Um, <laughs> was just <laughs> fun uni course it was we had to we had to do um this when i did sexology we had to do a week of watching porn so that we were like it's called like the exposure workshop so that oh, nothing like shocks us yeah oh wow okay. so you have to we had to watch all this porn and then sit yeah. in a group and be like how how'd that make you feel and then someone else would be like yeah i feel very aroused like it was <laughs> it was a weird week <laughs> i brought my mom down with me to do the course like she wasn't studying with me but she was, was in perth she was staying Wait, with me so you your mom and you were watching the same porn no video. she wasn't with me during the course but okay. um she was staying in perth with me she thought she'd visit for the week so i was going and hanging with mum after the class oh. and everyone else oh. is going and having cuddle parties um <laughs> and things like that it was <laughs> interesting course to wow. study uh, but yeah so 80s porn was just literally it would just be like a kind of they got that cliche music. The, the music and they had like... And there wasn't that insistence to uh, be hairless. Yeah, it was just normal, was a lot of hair natural around. sex. Yeah. Um, and people were still watching a lot of that because it was like, whoa, we're watching sex. And the wild mm. thing was when they would have sex outdoors, which now everyone's like, just do something more kind of thing. So even the porn trends, it's not just the trends that we have you know, in our brains where we're like, we need more. It's even happening throughout time. Yeah. Um, this constant increase. So as. And there's this uh, really interesting statistic where couples who wait till marriage to lose their virginity. Oh, yeah. They have uh, reported much more sexual satisfaction in the long, in the long run. Really? Yeah. Well, think about it because they haven't they're not getting that constant need for something more something more something more and they're marrying someone Mm. they're just marrying someone and then they're like oh wow this is yeah this is what sex is and then now i'm not saying that Mm. that's what you should do but it then reinforces the idea that sex can become a bit of well a drug and we're constantly searching for something harder and more extreme and yeah in that aspect for sure but i think there's so many like contradicting uh studies about waiting till sex for marriage because a lot of it would be you know when you have that most of it's done because of religion yeah yeah and then you have that shame around sex and that often once you wait until marriage it's very common also for couples to not want to engage in sex or still feel that sex is something that's like dirty and it's really hard to make that instant switch from now i can have sex yeah yeah so i'm not not saying you should wait till marriage no no i'm just yeah that does prove the idea yeah, then that there exactly. is, there's a bit of an arms race yeah. within each person about how uh, how much more extreme it can get. And yeah, yeah. Um, do you think there's anything to be said about well, if men weren't watching porn, there maybe would be uh, well, as you said, they're less likely to approach women, and mm. there isn't that 
well, I can tell you for a fact when mm. you know you haven't relieved yourself for a while, mm. you're then much more likely to go up to to women and want to yeah want to want to fuck like yeah um, that's just uh, our our biology. Do you think there's something good then about those urges being relieved yeah. uh, elsewhere so that then maybe there isn't aggressive sexual behavior in person and mm. they're letting that out through pornography? Mm. Well, I think that, you know, the aggressive sexual behavior is m- more minimal risk. The The bigger risk of long-term pornography is not only the impact it has on your relationship, but also it because it accesses the frontal lobe of our brain, it's they've seen now that using it for 20 to 30 years um, for up to two hours a week, which isn't that much, much, yeah, yeah. Um, can it actually lowers your impulse control, decision-making skills, and being able to set long-term goals, which is like a really amazing, God. you wouldn't think porn use equals, I can't control my impulses or make um, decisions about my future, but they are saying that that's a very mm. um, proven, like scientific <laughs> kind I mean, of fact about that. It does make sense because it shows that you might be a quite an impulsive person. Yeah. There are some people that have access to all this porn and they say, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I'll just let this feeling pass and mm. Mm. wait till my girlfriend's over or whatever. But yeah. uh, then there are some men who, oh, I need that hit. I need to, yeah. you know, I need to watch something. And all you got, it's one, it's one it's click, click away. of a finger away. Exactly. Um, I want to talk to you about the idea that porn isn't, well, we touched on it earlier, but this isn't a realistic depiction of, of sex. Mm. Now, don't you think it, it, it can be for a lot of people, you know, so that can be what sex yeah. is like and, and what uh, is enjoyable for, yeah. for both people. I think what it is, is that statement is more so directed at our youth. And because yeah. if you think about, um, like girls who are younger and maybe haven't watched that much porn and they have sex with a guy and this guy's thinking, why isn't she screaming? Like, why isn't she saying yeah. like, oh, I'm not going <laughs> to, why isn't she calling daddy. me daddy? Like, <laughs> why, why is she so quiet? Interesting. Was the daddy thing always at like an no, 80s? It's just a new, it's, yeah. it's just a trend. I feel like it's been a, like a 10 year trend, but it is interesting, like sex trends. Like remember like hmm. 10 years ago, everyone was like constantly talking about anal, like all the time. No, I don't no. know. <laughs> And nowadays it's like people are talking about like cuckolding and um, oh yeah yeah that's it the daddy thing seems quite yeah prevalent um, in the in the discourse yeah just like once it becomes normalized it's not so like weird so you can say it I guess and there's all this step sibling porn yeah so that's just two three years ago yeah suddenly all the top videos were like. Stepsister, yeah. stepsisters. I was like, what the? No. Yeah. That's yeah. Not. But then it became so normal. And then I was like, oh, fine, I'll watch this. Oh, it's pretty good. And then, <laughs> yeah, so you're right. Like yeah. you do just get yeah. used to what is, because uh, that would have been so taboo before. Yeah. And now it's a meme. Yeah, exactly. Dish, what is it? The the washing machine thing. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm stuck. And it's just like it's Live so the stupid. pizza man. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny, the trends that... Porn has. At least it's self-aware. Like, we're like, yeah, we're just taking the piss. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so it does, I guess, have um, an impact on how we view sex and pleasure because mm-hmm. people, you know, it, it really, porn use and sex access is such a primitive part of us, Yeah, especially men. Um, and that if you're having sex with a female and she's not responding in the way that you're used to seeing for the last six years of watching porn, you're going to be offended. You might be pissed off. Not saying everyone would be, but you might be like, mm, that's that's not that common. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I, um, I agree with you there. Yeah, sure. and things like sometimes in porn, you don't. there's not much of a focus on female pleasure mm. um, and I guess – 
for play for females other than it's it's usually just a blowjob. Yeah. Um, and so those are the kind of things that... Well, if it's lesbians, number one. Yeah, that's probably why it's number one because it's like the only category that focuses on women's pleasure but it also boys who are watching it yeah but i reckon boy this isn't like a this is just my opinion i reckon men are watching it because they don't have to look at like a dick another yeah well yeah 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 yeah. when i was younger that was part of the reason i watched exactly and And it's like females are so you know beautiful and even um the top five i've got this book it's amazing it was like written in like i was eight it's very old and it's called like in the garden of desire yeah i need to read that one yeah Yeah. it's about women's um top five sexual fantasies and pretty much lesbians was up there for all women but the amount of women that would actually act on it was like maybe 20 percent um but still 90 percent would watch the porn um, I've heard that a lot of straight yeah. women will uh, to swap to lesbian porn. Yeah, because it's more about pleasuring females, um, which standard yeah. porn isn't, and that's why there is. You know, I'm I don't advocate for porn, but I also don't advocate against it. And if if you're not if you're gonna watch it, I would really suggest trying to find like ethical porn, and that's ethical porn is like. Where the actors are getting paid, it's it's fully consensual. It's it's you know they still have BDSM and choking and things like that, mm. but there's a focus on both people being pleasured, which is important. Yeah. Yeah, I can see where if young boys are only exposed to this, yeah. it can lead to problems when they uh, are introduced to sex with a real woman. Mm. Um, mm. But if there is that. Because porn, ultimately, it's, it's not real. It's a fantasy. And if mm. if there is that fantasy for a man t- to just be an animal and, yeah. and be totally in control and have the girl screaming and choking yeah. and all that sort of stuff, and the actors uh, were treated ethically, yeah. where do you draw that line then do you sort of regulate and say, well, no, this sort of porn is illegal or do you... No, do you know what it is is that... Our logical brains can interpret this and think, you know what, like, this is, she's enjoying this, clearly, blah, 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 like, it's it's a good porn, nothing crazy is happening. But even when you're watching soft porn, you're still having, it's still going to have these impacts on your brain, no matter how you go about watching it it's still having detrimental impacts on your brain. And it takes eight weeks usually to... um, to have your brain slightly return back to normal eight, eight whole weeks of one... no porn use yeah so eight uh, yeah eight weeks damn um that's why they like i think like the no fap trend is like minimum eight weeks or they try to get you to go as long as you can but that's how long it will take to reset um so that even if you're God. watching porn that's completely ethical it's still um gonna have impacts on you and the more you watch it the, the higher impact and it's it's if the impact is going to be you know i can't actually get set as sexual satisfaction in real life that's a yeah. huge potential impact and it's not yeah. everyone that watches porn is going to experience that and you know in, in couples therapy we wouldn't say don't watch porn or yeah. anything like that but it's be aware of of what it's actually doing for you. There's really not much benefit to it other than the pleasure um, and finding new kinks or fetishes for yourself and being able to access that. There's no benefit. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's purely just a release, an easy release without having to put any work in. You know, you haven't had to approach or when you haven't had to do any foreplay. Yeah. uh, You're just getting that same satisfaction. And there's no risk of rejection. And there's no risk of rejection. And that's another huge reason that Mm. I think is contributing to the incel trend Mm -hmm. as well. So it's very easy to look at porn. Yeah. But there's no... You haven't achieved anything. You haven't really... You're getting this dopamine hit for doing nothing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And I, I... If anyone knows the temptation of it, it's me, but you got to be, especially by the time you get older, mm. be disciplined and and just don't watch it. Yeah, the no fap thing is uh, is hard <laughs> because <laughs> well, in many ways, because when you're so 
backed up, I guess, that's when you're most tempted to look at it. Yes. So I just think my thing for for men or boys who are maybe struggling with a porn addiction is mm. use fantasy more than yes. more than porn yes. and then release it that way and then it also will be better for just your mind because if you're coming up with your own fantasy yes. i could imagine that's some sort of that's at least you're yeah. using your mind to yeah um there's literally almost no detrimental impact on using your own imagination and for heavy porn users it's borderline impossible to do that to begin with yeah i know but just keep practicing and i didn't mean that for me but like, yeah. i could imagine yeah. yeah um so it's that would be the most optimal solution like i don't think i think that you know masturbating is very healthy and you know I, masturbating no, yeah man. masturbating getting off whatever mm. flicking the bean jacking off whatever it is it's it is healthy um and no fap is also good but it's not it's not a solution. It's not like a, well, it can be a solution, but it's not like a necessary thing for us to do. Um, but yeah, if you can access your imagination and, and fantasies from that, it's it's way better for you. Um, or even just yeah. erotica. <laughs> or they're even saying that hentai is slightly and, better. And yeah, erotic novels. Yeah. Because then you're using, yeah. you're reading. Yeah. <laughs> you're, so you're doing something good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... Hmm. um. It's a it's a tricky one because it's just the sheer amount of porn that is used um, and watched, and it's so normal. It's yeah, like having yeah. it's like having a beer on a pub kind of thing where we're like alcohol's bad, but we're all everyone's doing it kind of thing or drinking it. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. Um, it's like a drug or a drink or a cigarette. Yeah, and there are certain people who maybe if they're particularly stressed yeah. or getting rejected a lot mm. then of course i can understand and empathize with how easy and fulfilling porn can be but they gotta this is tough love like you gotta you know be disciplined and stop yeah i did a a year without it last year wow so uh, yeah but that's now everyone's like whoa and i'm like <laughs> just that is the standard of what impresses yeah. people nowadays like i did not watch porn Literally. for a year that's great though that, that... That's pretty great, yeah. No, it was good to know that yeah. I could do it. Um, and what was so fucked up, for want of a better word, is that uh, when I at at the start, a lot of the fantasies would just be favorite porn videos I had seen. <laughs> yeah. So it's really bad when Your you think about that. Yeah. yeah. So um, just stop. <laughs> you know, I don't think even moderation is. Uh, you know, I haven't been as disciplined this year, to be honest, yeah. but it's just, it's a lot less than what I used to watch. Yeah. But I don't think with drinking and that, I'm all in favor of, you know, have a, mm. have a drink once mm. a week or something like that. But for a young man, you've got to just deal with whatever frustrations you may have. Mm. I'm not saying, I don't, yeah, I'm not really in favor of the no fat thing either, mm. but don't watch just don't watch it it's as simple as that yeah try not to and then don't beat yourself up if you watch <laughs> pun beat yourself but don't beat yourself up yeah no if you do because what happens with guys is they'll watch it and then they'll feel so there'll be that so you, you'll Post get that dopamine hit and then you'll feel relaxed but then yeah. you'll also feel bad about yourself you'll yeah like, oh, i shouldn't have done that you get a low yeah yeah so you don't want to put yourself through that and just just work on it and stop stop doing it. <laughs> it's easier said than done. Easier said than done. Just stop. Yeah. And it's what is really talk funny. Talk to a girl, you know? Don't be scared. <laughs> you go what? Or you're gonna a boy. get rejected. Yeah, you talk to whoever you want, but like don't talk to whatever you're attracted to. Get rejected. It's not the end of the world. Get over it. <laughs> stop yeah. being so sensitive. <laughs> oh, Oh, porn use. But yeah. it'd be good to get some um, some more education on that, I guess, for for our youth and, and in the schools. They're so... I, yeah, I agree, yeah. Yeah, they're so, like, um, particular about being like, oh, my gosh, we cannot bring up porn to teenagers. Oh, because it's still tied into a bit of religious and moral Yeah, that, code. and it's also, like, the legality of it. Like, a lot of psychologists would say like optimally even though this is like very uncomfortable it'd be great if we could show porn to our children and be like this is what it's going to look like this is what the website looks like and like these are the risks blah 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 
but you can't show porn to kids. It's illegal. Like it's a child protection issue. Yeah, so, sure. Yeah, that's a bit tricky. Imagine it at religious schools. They just would not yeah. be on board. With no, no one like ever. I went to a Catholic school and literally it was n- never brought up one time. Um, but that was a girls' school. And it, even though girls watch porn, I think it would be highly important to have it in boys' schools. Yeah. 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 Why do you think um, boys watch it so much more than than girls? Uh, do you think it's because the porn is generally made for boys or do you think that mm. male sexuality is just a lot more aggressive and, and well, needy in many ways? We think about sex every seven seconds, yeah. I heard. <laughs> yeah. It's probably true. <laughs> and where... Uh, we don't necessarily need a lot more of the uh, other factors that come with sex. Foreplay is less important mm-hmm. and emotional connection is, in general, not always less important yeah. for men. So porn is just an easy hit. Yeah. Do you um, think that's it? I think it's a bit of both or, or a bit of all of that. First of all, porn is definitely more um, made to be visually um exciting to men Mm -hmm. um and like we said before it's more about the male pleasure so that's kind of something that is exciting and also just even like primitively and biologically which is interesting i should have brought this up in like um our monogamy one but Mm -hmm. you know men will try to get as much genetic variety as they can which means the more partners you can mate with the better um because of all these partners, one of them is going to be the genetic jackpot for the strongest offspring. Yeah. And we don't have to carry the offspring. Yeah, for, exactly. For months, so and we're capable of Yeah. And our brains have doing that. Haven't evolved enough to be able to identify the difference between women on the screen and women in real life. So when we are, you know, um, pleasuring yourself to multiple different women, I'll scro- scrolling through porn videos your brain is thinking I, I am spreading my genetic seed, like genetic variety. So right. it's double the increase of like dopamine and reward for so that. So your body yeah. thinks like that you're an alpha male, yeah. whereas yeah. the reality is you're yeah. just sitting at home exactly. doing nothing. Your body is thinking I am at my peak. Like I am <laughs> I'm spreading king my genes. of masculinity. But <laughs> what is, I guess, the last point on the detrimental impact of not only just dopamine fatigue but it's that because it releases because it's it's the combination of you know visual stimuli and addictive like websites scrolling through and also sex which Mm. is like the most anything to do with sex our body rewards us for massively that other things outside of porn use often don't hit that level of um of dopamine and we can't access it. So they're saying that there's massive links as well to depression and anxiety with with heavy porn users because yeah. nothing can release dopamine outside of the porn. Hmm. Yeah, so keep that in mind. <laughs> I find that it, it can occur in um, real life sexual relationships as well. If you've been with a girl who's wild and <laughs> fulfills all your fantasies, yeah. And then you date a girl who uh, is a bit more conservative in the bedroom. Yeah. Just doesn't, yeah. un- unfortunately, doesn't stimulate you in the same way. Yeah. And it's fine to have sexual preferences and, you know, know, know what you're into and whatever. And, like, I know, like, people, like, my, like, people I know, like, will share their, have you ever heard of the website bdsmtest.org? No. Okay. Well, it's it's a great website, and it's pretty much you go through, and they will give you like fifty questions, and it's like, would you like the idea of someone calling you daddy? And then you would be like ten yes or zero no, mm-hmm. and so it's all these questions, and then pretty much what it would do is it gives you like a summary of what your your kinks would be, and it's not just dominant, submissive, sadist. Like it's got like there's like. 50 different variants of kinks that you might not even know have a title or the name for. So I know people these days will literally just share their BDSM test 
results with others before being intimate to be like no look you're too you're like vanilla and (laughs) i'm 99 percent brat like those kind of things imagine a priest listening to this right now he'd be having (laughs) what have we done (laughs) (laughs) oh but then again they can't really talk (laughs) they've got their dark side (laughs) yeah that's not So yeah, that's a uh, pretty interesting. Yeah, I guess, but it's it's okay to have sexual preferences and be like, you know, this is something that I want when it comes to sex. And if it's not sexually satisfying for you, you know, communicate it, find a different partner. It depends how much you value it, but it's not necessarily just porn. Yes. Yeah. Now, a big question that comes up with a lot of relationships, and especially. Girls would often ask this, is yeah. is porn cheating? What do you think? Oh, like... Should it be seen as cheating? No. It's too... It's like... It's hard because I know how shit porn is and like how bad it is for you, but I wouldn't consider it cheating and it, it's, it's so normal. But do you know what? That's just my personal opinion and everyone within a relationship is allowed to have their own of course. boundaries and for some people it's not cheating and for other people it is either way it's okay you need to have a shared like agreement or value on that um i can imagine it would be really upsetting if you're yeah. with someone in a monogamous relationship yeah and then they're getting pleasure from yeah porn you'd mm-hmm. think what well, am i not enough yeah. am i not good enough yeah but at the same time i've spoken to a few girls that are just resigned to the fact that yeah my boyfriend will probably just watch porn and that's the way it is but Mm. it comes across as though ideally they wouldn't want them to do that yeah i think ideally we a lot of women wouldn't want them to do that because it's like you know we we love to live in this bubble that i'm the only sexual desire you're gonna have for the next 40 years which yeah. isn't realistic and no, that's just it's totally that's yeah it's totally normal to fantasize about other people or be attracted to other people and maybe one step further of that is is using porn but um some people will say you know internet porn is fine but cam girls is absolutely not fine um and that's a big distinction is that, that like only fans yeah okay so yeah. where there's almost a bit more of that personal relationship yeah. with yeah. someone that you're actually subscribed to yeah. never understood that and so there are influences now that yeah they didn't even have a sexual image before and yeah, yeah. check me out on only fans yeah but do you know how much money they, uh, you know, it's like yeah, they make it, yeah. OnlyFans is probably better because the money goes straight to the, that person. Uh, the ethics of it in yeah, that sense. Ethically, yeah, ethically it's sure. better. But yeah, in, in relationships it's hard because it's like, you know, you may have, you get to see both sides of that social media person's um, life. You get to see that develop like an appreciation for their personality and their interests and this and that. And then you get to see them like vulnerable and sex. It's not just some random yeah. girl on the internet. It's almost like, you know, them. it's an adventure. Yeah. Isn't it? You, you're yeah. almost in a relationship yeah. with that person. Yeah. 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 It's a, it is a bit of a tough one. What mm. is considering what is considered cheating in this day and age yeah. of social media? And because there's so many other things, you know, is, um, talking to someone on Snapchat or whatever, yeah. considered cheating. But anyway, that's another podcast. Yeah. I think it just comes up. Yeah, it's just that literally what, what is, in your opinion, what is cheating? And for the love of God, have Talk those discussions yeah, early on because it's always like people will be oh, four years into a relationship yeah. and he'll be like, I didn't know it was wrong to ask my friend Stacy to send me videos of her getting off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> you'd be surprised that's a bit ignorant there I wouldn't assume that yeah or like using old girlfriends videos and photos or getting off to uh anyway we'll <laughs> we'll go down a rabbit hole on that one but surprisingly common which to some people like you and i would be like common sense but to others it was like no it's just i was never told that that would be wrong right i haven't no, slept you gotta, with anyone else yeah yeah you gotta have that conversation yeah mm. Mm. yeah so you what what do you personally think do you think it's cheating or not um i don't if i was in a relationship i i wouldn't say i expect you to not watch porn mm-hmm. um 
I would be curious if they like what they think about it and what they know about it, but I wouldn't put that boundary. It's up to that person to make the decision themselves. Yeah. Um, but I w- would preferably not like someone that's a heavy porn user. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's up to them and it's, you know, they're allowed to do what they want and it's, then it would be my decision to say, can I accept that? And can I be comfortable with that and appreciate that? Then yes. But mm. um, it's, it's totally okay if you are more rigid about it and saying no. And it's also okay to be a guy and say, well, I'm, I'm not going to just be forced to not watch something on the internet because you don't want me to. So yeah. both are justified. It's just hopefully you can find a common middle ground. People are going to be attracted yeah. to other people. Yeah. I think it's very almost childish, this yeah. fantasy where my partner will only ever be attracted to me for the rest of our lives. I mean, yeah. you know. It's yeah. just not the case. Yeah, there are a lot of watching this, um, people come forward about um, men in particular, about what it was like for them after they have given up porn is really interesting. So like yeah. the studies will show that they will report that they're more extroverted, uh, more confident, more energized, less anxious. But then in their like in the non-studies and just personal reports, there's a lot about how they developed a much stronger att- attraction to their wife that they've had for 20 years or whatever, which yeah. I think has been a really beautiful part of that where, um, you know, if you think about men that are 50 or in their 40s and the second most looked at porn category is teen, and then you have a wife who's also 50, mm-hmm. that can impact, you know, her desirability, unfortunately. So, yeah, it's it's always, it's always a good thing if you can limit it. Yeah. Well, there's really nothing, like I said before, there's not a single thing I can think that's at least some sort of redeeming component to yeah. porn watching because... You think about drinking, all right, you're out with friends, it's a social lubricant, you have fun. Yes, it's got adverse health effects. Uh, Drugs, similarly, up to a standard, don't want to go too hard with the the drugs. Mm. Cigarettes are the one where it's very hard to see any sort of benefit to that at all. It's not even a social lubricant in the same way drinking is. You can be the social smoker. But, Paul, there's, there's no, I mean, unless you're so stressed that, even though it's bad for you in the long run, it's helping you alleviate that stress. But that's so no. so unhealthy and you need to find yeah. something and you need to probably look at your life and why it's yeah. as stressed as it is. So when you think about it as rationally as possible, it is purely just a temptation. Mm. And the way to resist temptation is discipline. Now, again, I'm not... I'm Porn should be legal and yeah. I think people... Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't be ashamed if they're porn stars and good on them, like make that living. And there's always going to be a market for it. Mm. Fulfill that market. Uh, Let's try to regulate it a bit more. Let's get rid of the taboo about sex and pornography Mm. and and just sex work in general so that we can regulate it better Mm. and ensure that the people working in this industry are treated with dignity. Then, if they agree to do really uh, domineering <laughs> sex acts, like <laughs> let them do it, yeah. then I don't think if it's all done consensually and it fulfills the regulations, yeah. I don't think it's fair then for people to say, oh, but it gives a bad impression and things like that. At the same time, if there's sex where a man's being tied up or whatever, I don't know, whatever the most degrading for a man is. Mm. If they agree to it and people want to watch it, let them yeah, watch it. Like I don't, that's true. it's it's not up to me to say whether or not people are allowed to view what they yeah. want to view. But it, but I think it's up to us as a society to decide how uh, an industry is, how it operates, mm. what sort of uh, laws they have to yeah. abide by, and what sort of standards they need to and set. How can we keep our kids safe? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big one. Again, it comes down comes down to parents again and yeah. and tying into what we talked about in the last podcast, regulating social media mm-hmm. use is is then going to also mm-hmm. be able to regulate the uh the porn use yeah. for young for young boys. So just don't, again, just don't <laughs> just don't watch it. <laughs> 
Yeah, just try and limit. Just make sure that you're you have the ability to um, reach sexual satisfaction without it. I think that's that's, that's going to be the most important yeah. telltale sign. Yeah. yeah, and if you do watch it, yeah, watch it in moderation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone probably wants to watch. I don't think the people who are heavy porn users, I don't think they want to be heavy no, porn they users. Don't. They just can't help it. They don't, yeah. So me, yeah, look, me saying just stop <laughs> might just make them feel worse. Yeah, Although yeah. I think there are a lot of men out there where that probably just do need to hear that. But yeah. then some there people are ones can who stop. are just addicted. Yeah, some people can be cold turkey and other people, you know, treat it like a, a literal addiction. You might need to see therapists. You might need to yeah. try the cold turkey. You might need to try limiting it one day at a time try it all yeah 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 well i don't know if there's any other um subtopics around porn that we no, should well, cover any, well, yeah, any I mean, final there's, words there's, on... <laughs> there's so much we could get into like um to, but yeah maybe maybe another <laughs> another podcast because it is an interesting topic especially like when you were saying what's one of the benefits of porn i can't think of any the one that the thing that keeps popping in my mind is when people have like obscure fetishes that porn gives you access to that like but then at the same point like a scat fetish or a poo fetish for those that don't know it and then you can mm. you don't have you might not feel comfortable acting that out in real life then yeah. you can access that on porn okay yeah then that's yeah. a fair point but if... at the same point did you get that fetish before or after watching porn and is that fetish mm. emblematic of a deeper-seated problem <laughs> that you're dealing with? Or is it just a fetish that you yeah. you have? I know people in the BDSM and fetish community get really upset when you say, oh, you're, you're, you're dealing with issues you're and trauma. things. Yeah. It'd be cool to do a podcast on fetish and like sure, the psychology yeah. behind that. It's super interesting. Yeah, 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 it would be. I, I need to read that book. Which one? The, what is it? The Garden? In or... the Garden of Desire. Yeah, I'll bring it to you next time. <laughs> All right. <laughs> No, because another book was, uh, oh, what's his name? Neil Strauss, when he wrote The Truth, which isn't yeah. the game, it's a different one. And he uh, references that book a few oh, times. Oh, does he? I think it's okay. either more one of that, uh, that other guy I always talk about, Bruce Bryan's. Yeah. He references it. Oh, how interesting. What are some of the, because I know there are yeah. fantasies that are very politically incorrect. Yeah. Often, so, su- such as a rape fantasy, but yeah. it's talked about in a way that, it's a it's a metaphor more than anything yeah. where it's yeah that sort of ultimate desire is really attractive but no mm-hmm. girl obviously no girl actually yeah. wants to be yeah. raped. Yeah. The book's really great because it talks about like the the psychology behind it and it's just for it's only focusing on women's fantasies and the fantasies were essentially it was lesbian um rape, female domination, female submission and there was one more which so I, just everything. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Which I can't, I can't quite recall what the last one is. Um, oh yeah, it was like pirates and werewolves and like things like oh, that. Okay. Yeah, which is kind of like comes. It came into like women's want to to fix people or yeah. or that stereotype that we want to like you know, have a bad boy turned good kind of thing, yeah. like Vampire Diaries style. Yeah. 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 So, um, and then for each of those fantasies, it would put in the typical woman and why she might have that might be her go-to fantasy. Like often, women in in power and, and CEOs and really domineering women will be most frequently referring to like the submissive um, fantasy, like giving that power to someone else for once. Mm. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. Um, Ali Wong. Comedian talks about that. Oh, really? Yeah. She says women who are doing really well in their careers and in positions of power are the yeah. ones that are the most generally submissive yeah. uh, in the bedroom because they're so used to being in control. Yeah. They want to feel what it's like. Yeah. It's not being in, in control. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Guess that makes sense. I just remembered. It came to me now. The last one isn't. Can you just move the mic a bit close to you? The last one isn't. Um... It wasn't vampires and werewolves. That was that was like the next one, but the the last one was actually the romantic um, notion mm. of like having like a, a a man sweep you up, driving like coming up on a horse and then like sweeping you off your feet and yeah. like Cinderella style. That was very very common. 
for women. Yeah. How uh, this is a different topic, but I have to ask more. Just we can we will do a full podcast yeah. on this. If a woman does have a a rape fantasy, yeah. How would you bring that up with a partner? What would yeah. you do? What sort yeah. of steps so can you take? The way that it's typically gone about is have a safe word that isn't no or stop. Yeah, okay. Like something really rare. Everyone uses pineapple. Uh, that's like the most common safe Hart. word. Oh, really? I yeah, don't know. Has, I'm pretty sure he has a special where he uh, talks about the safe word he has with his wife. And Oh, I had to watch it. Like, pineapple. The way he does it is funny. Literally yeah. everyone uses pineapple. But yeah, have something that's kind of very random but noticeable that um, isn't no stop, it hurts, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, and then pretty much the safest way to do it would be obviously express to your partner what the fantasy is and, and what it would look like. Um, but I think half of it is the element of surprise. So it would be like, I will need you at, you know, sometime between January and March to f- force your way into my home um, and <sighs> know that I have pre-consented to this but I want to fight you off and I I don't want to be able to recognize you, like wear a mask or something, like a baklava. Yeah, baklava, that's the dessert. (laughs) (laughs) Just bring a baklava for afterwards to eat. (laughs) Balaclava, yeah. Um, I don't know if men can... And a lot of men struggle with that. I had, (laughs) yeah, a lot of men will say that it's, it's, it's really uncomfortable to them to do that, yeah. Um, Done some pretty... uh, you know, not to that extent. Yeah. That's like to actually break in and yeah. have a mask. I haven't done that. Yeah. Um, when I have done things where there's, you know, the the alternate safe word and it is a bit of a uh, rape-ish type fantasy. Mm. It's been, it has been pretty, um, pretty fun. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just make sure you get the consent in <laughs> yeah, writing yeah, yeah. Of, of somewhere yeah, yeah especially if it's for, for men and it's about if it's going to be a rape thing make sure you get in writing that she that's what she's requested and asked for and this is the safe word and this is what means no yeah, yeah. definitely definitely yeah um yeah be very careful about that yeah yeah um all right. Well, then we can. T- on that note. <laughs> on that note. On on Neil's positive. Yeah, I don't know if I should have said that. <laughs> so now don't I'm, edit I don't it have out. It in writing. Uh oh. <laughs> Leave it in. <sighs> yep. <laughs> well. Yeah, we all know what this podcast is about. Yeah. True. Thank you for listening. Um, why don't you conclude? You, I'm always the one starting and and concluding it. So. I like the, the okay, um, yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's too unnatural. I'm too awkward at it. All right. No thanks. Thank you for listening. Now, now <laughs> no, I'm. I've said it three times. Yeah. Thank you for listening, guys. Uh, please subscribe if you haven't already, and visit uh, follow Eliza on on Instagram. Uh, what is it again? It's Eliza Joy Wilson. Yeah, it's. I've still her, not put like anything page. up. Very awkward with it. Follow me on Instagram if you haven't already. Close to 100,000 subscribers. Woo. Gotta get me there. Congrats. Thank you. It's been at sort of in the late 90s for the whole year. It's so annoying. Oh, that's so sad. Are you, will you be okay? <laughs> no, I don't know if I will. <laughs> getting anxiety. <laughs> Need that 100,000. Yeah. Determines my self worth. Um, <laughs> nah, thank you guys for listening. I will, uh, we will, we'll talk to you next time. See you later. <laughs>